welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, this is Marshall. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. It really does mean a lot when we get your DMs telling us what you guys have learned or how much you guys enjoyed it. It's been a really blast doing this, and I'm super excited about what's coming up this fall. A lot of stuff going on with the podcast, and want to make sure that you guys know about the Mobile Tech Expo Happy Hour. So coming to Mobile Tech Expo Las Vegas in September, September 5th, 6th, and 7th. September 5th is the big training day. DJ and I will be leading a class on branding, on marketing, on how detailers can brand themselves and use today's new forms of marketing to grow their detailing business. We will also be doing an environmental discussion with Ben from Narwhal Trailers. But the cool thing about doing Mobile Tech Vegas is not doing pint night, is doing pint happy hour. So at 3 o'clock on Friday, once you kind of wound down from uh, looking around at all the booths, we're going to have free beer. (laughs) What better way to kind of close down the first day of Mobile Tech than to come hang out, drink free beer, and see all the other detailers. All right, so that's at Mobile Tech Las Vegas. That's going to be September 5th. So get a, get a flight, get there. The hotel's at a really great place. The convention or trade show, I guess, is going to be done really well. We love what Sheldon and the guys and the other women from Mobile Tech are doing. So be a part of it. Join us. And as Sheldon said, uh, if you want to get in on some Education Day discount, use Pints as your discount. So look forward to seeing everybody there. Hey, make it a great day. Are you, me? Are you recording? No. Me? I'm starting now. Did, did you want to do the intro? You said let's record the intro. We should. Yeah. All right. Ready? Go. Intro. Intro. Recording. On the craft. Done. And details. Enjoy. Nope, not good enough. It was a fun episode, though. Uh, A lot of great information from Alan. If you guys remember him coming on last time, it was a bit of a crazy episode. Paul came in. We had, like, it just kind (laughs) of got really random. So (laughs) we're glad that Alan took time to come back on because the last one was definitely crazy. Uh, I think the big take is towards the end. Oh, we forgot to do question of the day. Tab out question. Kidding, man. Man. That's not good. That's not good. Uh, It was an hour and twenty minutes. We were starting to get a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit. uh, Alan's trying to call back in. Hey, Alan, what's up? We're recording the intro. (laughs) Put the speakerphone on. Put that that speakerphone on. All right, there we go. Say hi. Love, do you love DJ Long Time? Uh, Netflix Long Time. <laughs> 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 
least he made it past the one minute. Man. Yeah, 20 minutes, I'm doing good. No, 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 no. At 20 minutes, you started. 22, you're back to watching Netflix. It's, it's a good thing for DJ. What it means is when he looks at you, you're already warmed up, so he's good to go, you know? It's, uh, it's a skill. I don't think we need the, uh, the timeout question anymore. I think, we're, I think you just definitely... How long does sound. DJ last? <laughs> oh, that long, huh? That's it. That's it. I like to smash. No, I don't like to douche. Yeah, I, I like to smash. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Hey, enjoy the episode, guys. And as always, make sure you hop on to Alan's uh, page. Give him some feedback. Um, follow him. He's a great dude. Look forward to seeing everybody at Mobile Tech Vegas. We're going to be there doing a discussion on branding, um, how to use all the technology that is available today to grow your brand as a detailer, which is what we talked about a little bit today. How do you go past being somebody that's washing cars, detailing cars, and actually start building a business? So we have some segment at the end that talks about building. So we're going to be discussing how to market through branding. It's going to be a great discussion. And then we're also going to have Ben on. DJ and myself talking about environmental detailing and how to be profitable as an environmental, environmentally conscious detailer. Those are going to be at Mobile Tech Education Day. Then two great days of solid going around talking to all the different vendors. And on Friday, DJ, pint night, pint happy hour. You spit on me. Oh, really? Yeah, that's weird. Just a tip. Okay, the happy hour, uh, pint night. Happy hour at Mobile Tech, 3 o'clock to 5, right there at the convention. Like, literally, you walk out of the it convention. It does not get any more convenient. <laughs> we are going to be there. We've got two kegs of beer and plenty of pint glasses. So, swing by the Total Auto Solutions booth, grab your pint glass, meet us 3 to 5 o'clock, drink all the beer you want, hang out with other detailers, get to know everybody. It's going to be a blast. Boom. Boom. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day. Hey everyone, this is Sheldon Kay, show manager of Mobile Tech Expo. Our Las Vegas show is happening September 5th through 7th, and I want to give you all a heads up that our education day is already 50% sold out. So if you're thinking of attending, you should probably sign up soon. Since Pints and Polishing is one of our favorite partners, I want to offer you all a special discount. Sign up with the discount code PINTS, that's P-I-N-T-S, and save 15% off our education day pass. I can't wait to see you all at the show and share a beer with you. Cheers. <laughs> DJ wants to say welcome. Welcome. Yo. <laughs> welcome to the Pints of Polishing Podcast. Finally. Across the pond for a second roundabout. Do you ever take roundabouts? Those aren't fun. Oh, dude, we've got loads of them here. Absolutely loads. What's a roundabout? Oh, man. They're a disaster. <laughs> a disaster waiting to happen is what they are. Um, they are, instead of a stop sign, instead of yield signs, oh, it's yeah, that yeah. big circle that you There's have to one kind of downtown figure Tulsa. it out. And 
you just kind of hop in when you're ready. But when we went down for vacation, where you got to drive on the left-hand side of the road. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then you had a roundabout trying to figure out oh, how to go. Oh, do you go, go left on, or right? Well, you have to go left. Usually here you go right. Right. That's what? the point. It's a really disaster. Like you're having to go left, and if you want to go right, you got to go all the way around the roundabout and then exit to go right. What's wrong with that? Oh, it's just different than <laughs> what you just said. You're used to going right. <laughs> no, wait a you gotta minute. you got to go so left to go right. America, America, you can just turn right whenever you want, right? Oh, well, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when there's red, right, you can still write right, right? Of course. I think it's right, yeah. All right, hey, we are drinking Hogarden. Okay, so before we dive into this, talk to me, because uh, I went into my local uh, supermarket they said something like, oh, let's do Whole Garden. I used to do that as a kid. So what's the story behind that? I guess I was a kid. Yeah, so I said they can't hear. Interesting. Turn that on. I'm just pouring mine now into this beautiful Pints and Polishing podcast, which I acquired at um, MTE Orlando. Ooh, yeah. Uh, so when I was, what would it be, 18, 19 years old, my buddies and I, my roommates, went down to Dallas, which was a bit quick four-hour drive. Well, we got our fake IDs, so I was from Kansas, and I forget where they got their licenses from, but... Where in Kansas, do you? Oh, it just, the license just said Kansas. Oh, it's a Kansas license, like Oklahoma, I didn't say where. Anyways... You have an address. You can have an address on it. They threw an address on there, yeah. That's what I'm saying, you don't remember? I have no idea. Topeka. I don't know. But, uh, so I we go to this liquor store, and we found one that they would sell us beer all the time. And we tried every single beer you can imagine. Every every day we'd go and grab a six-pack of something different. And we got Hogarden, and I got hooked to it. So it was just one of those favorite beers I had before I was 21 uh, when I had a fake ID. And it was just kind of my go-to. It was like it was like Coors Now, you know? Yeah. Really? It was my go-to. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, no, we have to get that because I want to taste that and so remember. you haven't had it since then? No. Hmm. I've never had it. Fact. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. So Cheers. He's chugging. Why are you chugging? <laughs> Reliving old days, huh? No, actually, because it's hot as hell outside right now. It is and pretty warm. That's refreshing. a good beer for a, a good warm warm day. It is hot here, too, and I'm currently in, like, the upstairs mezzanine of our unit, which, of course, you think, hey, let's build a nice unit. Let's insulate it, make it all nice. Yeah, that's the detail in Bay. Upstairs, where all the insulation is, is a sweat box. <laughs> so this is going to go down well. No AC up there, huh? Mm-mm. Did you request to go back on to the, uh, the IG Live? Uh, yeah, and it turned around and said, rejected. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's your phone. Restart your phone, Marty. We don't need no IG Live for this podcast. <laughs> okay, either way. Hey, Alan, we're very grateful, though, for coming back on. Um, appreciate you taking the time, especially after your big trip and everything that, you, that you've been up to. I know you've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, so thanks for taking the time to come back on and drink with us and talk about detailing. Hey, give us a little background, though, real quick. Um, you know, remind everybody who you are, where you're from. You know, give us your elevator pitch of how you got started as a detailer and all that. Sweet. So, uh, hey, Pines and Polishing Podcast, Alan Medcraft. I own a company called AM Details here in uh, Scotland in the UK. 
I started detailing as a hobby, like everyone else, crashed my first car, wanted to work out how to fix the paintwork, so then Googled and found Autopia.net and started following all these cool Americans and imported a porter cable, which is now 13, 14 years old. He imported a porter cable. Nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, porter cables were huge for me. When I went from I went from putting on wax and stuff by hand to getting the next suggestion was for me to get a, a polisher. Well, it was a rotary. So I was doing yeah. everything. I mean, we're talking 2002. There was nothing you could go research. I guess I could have looked up, you know, as Mike Phillips said, he was writing articles. But yeah, you could have looked at some yeah, articles. Yeah, like I was not going to read a book on how, like, so I just got started. Well, once I realized, oh, I can burn stuff with this rotary, I was like, eh. And the next thing I picked up was a porter cable. And it changed my life. To be able to put on waxes and sealants with a porter cable versus by hand oh so you went from hand jobs to machine jobs oh yeah nice yeah very nice. cool well, so for me yeah so i i imported this bit of kit i had to get an inverter for it and then basically youtube and all that wasn't a thing so read articles which then uh i did terrible terrible work for a while anyway move on a few more years of me doing hobbyists in people's cars uh, I was in the military, moved to where I currently am, which is in Elgin in Scotland, which is up the north of Scotland. So if you come to Scotland and go, hey, Alan, I'm in Scotland. Yeah. I want to come and visit I'm you. I'm in the neighborhood. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in Edinburgh or I'm in Glasgow. I'm not just around the corner. I'm another four hours north. So <laughs> and if you want to come see me, plan to come see me. Your town is known for, is it whiskey or bourbon? Whiskey, yeah. cashmere shortbread so my state if you like Murrayshire, Speyside is where Johnson's of Elgin Cashmere comes from Walker's shortbread which you see in all the airports and it's like a luxury item over there um lots Here? and lots of custom ales what whiskeys and gins something shortbread you said it's a luxury item over there meaning here uh, I think so no we don't, don't know. we don't have the luxury of knowing. Yeah, I guess I guess it is because we're, we're not. <laughs> we're uh, <just> yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's what comes from here. So then uh, I got diagnosed. I have Crohn's disease, which is a bowel disease, which we can talk about in another podcast. Um, and uh, left the air force and decided to start this. So I started as a one-man band setup in a scabby shed with uh, mud floor. And eventually worked to what we are now, which is the mighty Unit 5, where I've been here for eight years. I have a team of three, so there's four of us. And I now deliver detailing to our local market. have the absolute privilege of representing the IDA and Rupes, both in training and uh, in business. And our own little chemical race, like you, Marty. So we supply chemicals uh, crazily, but say this around the world, which is insane. And that's what we do. That's awesome. What's your go-to product? Like, what's uh, kind of? Everybody's gonna say they got great, like, but we've got, you know, there's there's usually some cherry pick, like your best thing that you guys have. Yeah. So if you go from what the customer says, our biggest sellers are our tar remover, but oh. we can't get that into America due to shipping. Uh, and then our detailing spray, which originally I was never even going to bring out, but I brought it out to help some motorsport friends, and then it just became so versatile that um, it's all—it's not full waterless wash technology, but you can use it as one, and it's almost like a waterless wash and wax in one, so it's a really good product. 
Cool. You can dilute you can dilute that thing down to then make it pretty much just a spritz and spot remove and detailer spray. It's a good product. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And then, but it's a full line of of everything else too. Uh, yes and no. So we have 15 lines which cover. We've got everything you need now for the hobbyist or the professional to carry out an exterior protection detail. So from the wash decontamination, glaze, and wax or sealant, to then protecting all your trims, your windscreen, everything else. So we don't do compounds. You haven't got any dedicated interior items. Uh, our all-purpose cleaner can be used in there. It's pH neutral. But we would like to work with someone to make a better interior range in the future. Yeah. Cool. What What made you decide to do products? Uh, pure accident. So where I am in Scotland is remote. And uh, my customers are having their service done. They're like, oh, what products do you use? Can I get what you're getting? The local store has everything on the shelf that's you know uh, commercial and it's still great products. But you're not going in and getting the tips, tricks, and advice on how to use them. And as you know, that's really what the customer are looking for. So I then began to buy in products, uh, American ones, would you believe? So I used to buy in Poor Boys, Maguire's, all that sort of stuff. But I wasn't making the margin on it. And the area I'm in is quite remote, so the postage was costing me a lot. And then it was just a total accident that uh, I came to making my own range, working with someone, and then using it. And then it was never the intention for it to be the core driver of AM Details, but over the eight years, it's just multiplied and gone insane, which is really cool. Um, really, really cool, actually. And we just listen to what the customer wants and try and provide it. Keep it colorful, keep it simple, make it smell nice. Cool. Nice. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right, so give us, uh, give us some feedback. You're just getting back from a trip. Tell us what you did. Um, give, us some, uh, give us some information about uh, what you've been up to, man. Yeah, so we have, I've literally just finished this pretty epic 12 days. Uh, me and Peter were just talking about it and about how um, the community aspect and the meeting people is a it's really a cool thing for detail. Hold on. Uh, the community, there he is, ching ching. Gotta say DJ's hey, magic Alan, word. Hey, tri- hey, try and go live on your, uh, your IG. We'll try to join yours. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, let me go live. Uh, excuse me, podcasters. Right, douche. Let's go live. What you call DJ? He called me a douche. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, it. Doesn't mean the same over here. I went douches <laughs> and smashing a finger on a keystring. There we go. I'm now That's live on Instagram. Hey, Instagrammers. So the pints of polishing Instagram thing was ours, and hopefully they'll come and join us in here, and you can watch an exchange. So yeah, back to your question. Uh, we were just chatting about how detailers. You know, it can be quite a, a lonely world being a detailer uh, in your in your in your place detailing away doing the hustle so going out finding new people and chatting and stuff uh is excellent one of the best things was me coming to orlando last year i actually got to see you guys uh in person and hang out with you so now we're doing these cool podcast things together yeah it was cool when we met you because we were like wait you sound different <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're like, you're like, who is this guy yeah He's what like, is hey, going on here? Where are you from? What's going on here? So then, uh, so basically, I just had the absolute pleasure of um, representing the IDA here in the UK at Waxdoc. So I'm on the board for the UK chapter. So we're, I think we're the first chapter outside of the USA. And 
We have Wagstock here. Do you guys know Wagstock? Your audience know what Wagstock is, yeah? Not too much. There's a little bit of an echo now we got on the, or IG, so you may want to turn it down. Can we pause the recording of the podcast? I'll get headphones for that phone. Yeah. I'll be right back. We're live. Which one? Oh. Now we shouldn't have an echo on the IG, right? All right, we're back. Instagram people, can you put in the comments if you can hear me? Because I've just put headphones in that don't have a microphone. So I don't know if you can hear me now. Hey, DJ, you're going to have lots of fun editing this one. Yeah, we don't edit this, so we're good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as good as you yet. Uh, Yes, the sound is good. Let's go. Sweet, Instagram can hear us. So, yeah, going back onto that. So, basically, Waxstock is the largest, and if not the only, large dedicated detailing show in Europe. So, it's insane. I have the real privilege of being able to help them out. I am in no way an organizer of that. There's three epic people that are the start of Waxstock. That's um, John Hall from Clean and Shiny, uh, Dom from Dodo Juice, and PJ from Dodo Juice. They have other companies as well, but that's their core things. Uh, for example, not a lot of people know that John Hall is or is one of the founding members of the Detailing World Forum, which I'm sure you guys have seen or been a member of. Um, no. So yeah, Waxstock has... What's uh, the Detailing World Forum? Oh, Detailing World? It's like a forum here in Europe. It's, it is global. It has crazy uh, American presence as well. So I'm going to guess it's like your Autopia.net or like your, you know, like an online detailing forum. Dude, I the Auto like, Geek Forum, similar to... Yeah, hmm. I spent like the majority of my f- younger uh, detailing hobbyist years just researching on there, checking out these epic, you know, these crazy long write-ups that are 100 pages long with a million pictures. That's what Mike Phillips was talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what he loved we, to do. When we all used to do that style of review on YouTube, uh, on uh, forums, sorry. So yeah, Wax Talk, anyway, it's this amazing show, and I think this year it must have hit about... 3,500, 3,600 capacity. Um, crazy shows. You're talking like, this isn't just, it, it started as people just pitch up a tent and talk about detailing and sell their detailing wares. This year, people were bringing legit SEMA grade stats. Like Gion, Gtechnic. Uh, oh, there was this amazing Italian brand something Lavao Ceramica or Cosmetica, totally cool. They had private companies coming and setting up these stands from like 8 in the morning till 6 at night. These things were legit. So it's become a huge, huge SEMA-style event just for detailing, and it's uh, it's phenomenal here in Europe. So you definitely have to come over. We have some epic people come from all around the world, and I think it's definitely going to be the hub, like the... Definitely the hub in Europe for detailing anyway. It's a phenomenal show. So I get to help out with that. I do a bit of um, microphone stuff, just keeping the crowd pumped up and hyped. And it's really uh, humbling for me to do that event because uh, my core Wait, so you're like the, you're the hype guy? He's the MC, bro. Well, no, lots of people MC, but uh, I help out with it. So, you know, when Disney to break, whatever. So, for example, this year um, I was the MC for the technical Q&A. So we had Levi Gates, uh, Anthony on the stage with uh, Ivan LaCroix, and then we had John Hogg from Angel Wax UK, and we had, um, and we had Wolves was there as well, so we had Gordon from Wolves was there as well, and uh, they were asking, the crowd were asking them technical questions, and I like mediate between the two and keep the energy high, because it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, people are tired, 
they don't want to ask questions, so they need some crazy idiot like me to get the energy going again. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite cool because it actually ended up converting into more like a business uh, Q&A rather than a technical Q&A. People were asking about what's their biggest struggles and how to tackle them. And how to yeah, I would, I would say that's probably much easier to do than a uh, technical Q&A. Totally. So how, what speed year, do I put the polisher on when I'm working on a Mercedes paint? Like, oh. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. Always speed maximum, right? Yeah, so all it was, the way. <laughs> So it was just, uh, that's what I do at Waxstock anyway, and it's truly humbling because the core of my audience is European on the social media and stuff, and, and literally it is insane. I have to take Eon, who's my uh, operations manager here at AM Details, just to literally sit at my shoulder so he can remember conversations I've had, take notes, and if I say no worries, email me about that or I'll follow up, he takes a note because it is, this is going to sound crazy and it sounds insane when I say it. There will be five or six people deep queuing to just ask me a question or chat. It's insane. That's awesome. And it only happens at Wagstock. It's this crazy little niche bubble. You guys have to come over and see it. It's incredible. And is it always in July? Yeah, July. Usually that weekend in July. It's like 21st, 22nd. Always that weekend in July. So what was super cool about it uh, to start this journey is this year we decided in the UK to represent the IDA UK chapter. So we had a little CD event. So in the morning we delivered the CD event, which is quite cool. So as you know, even though it's just a little event, it takes quite a bit of organizing. And we had uh, two Germans, four British guys, and then in there watching, because they've already got their CD, but they just wanted to do the learning element of the CD exam four French guys, a Tunisian. So, like, this is the hub of Europe. People travel from all over to attend this event. It's crazy. And where is it? It's in Coventry uh, in England, UK. What's really cool about that is it's literally, I think, 20 minutes or 15 minutes. It's not much. I think it costs, like, 20 bucks in an Uber to get there from Birmingham Airport, which is considered an so international you guys have Uber there. airport. Yeah, we have Uber. Awesome. Some places don't. Yeah, we don't have Uber where I live in Scotland. Oh, okay. But if you go to these central countries, uh, these big cities like Birmingham, London, Manchester, Mm -hmm. they have Uber. Nice. Saves your life, trust me. Uber has saved my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many Mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally Mm -hmm. speaking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So it's cool delivering that content. And then just to go on from your trip thing... I literally went from there. So not only at this event was I being me, which sounds really weird, but, you know, like seeing my audience and making sure I provide them a value, taking the time out to shake hands and say hi and answer their questions. But it was the first time we took the AM Details brand to this event. So as I said to you, you've got these Gion and G-Technic are bringing SEMA-style massive setups, and we're there with our little shell to yeah, pop-up I think, tables. I think Marty can relate <laughs> to that last year. At, uh, not yeah, at SEMA, that's, but... That's so cool. Pretty but sure it's cool, last year. right, Marty? Like, people are generally interested and they still want to come say hi. So my team stood there. They did me proud because I told them I could not do wax stock as AM Details. They wanted to take AM Details to wax stock and they did me proud. They hooked the van up. They took it down. They did the stand. They sold all day. They nailed it. So That's awesome, man. Great event. It's nice to have come a good team. Yeah. Congratulations. Come. That's cool. Thanks, man. That's a it lot was... to do. So, yeah. Definitely and a big relief a once it gets done, right? <laughs> yeah, that was just the start of the trip. And yeah, they had a great time. They drove back and then unpacked and had some R&R downtime. Apart from Tasha. 
once Tasha got home, she had to come and join me in France. <laughs> and that's the one we met at Mobitech Orlando? Yeah, she yeah, got so, SV, yeah, brought, CDSV in Orlando. Yeah. yeah, so I brought Tasha out to Orlando, um, basically so she could come and meet you guys in the IDA. The moment she knew I was going, Tasha wanted to front her own money to come. That's how invested she was in, in, in learning more about the detailing community. So you can guess, as me as an employer, I was just like, whoa, this is insane. Um, so we took her out. And then we were just initially going to do the CD exam. Um, and the plan was the MTE to do, you know, like a, a class each so that we could get the maximum out of the day, you know, the MTE classes on the side. Uh, so that's what we did. So we hardly seen each other through the day because we were taking different classes and then passing notes over. What classes did you see? Uh, oh, let's have a think now. So what did I do? I did the Rag Company one in the morning, learning about microfiber, which I did learn a lot about microfiber, especially, you know, you forget you use this tool every day. Uh, so it was definitely worth dialing in my microfiber knowledge. And I do now buy uh, not just the Rag Company, but other more premium microfibers and it does make life easier using the tool for the correct job i know not everyone can do it to begin with and you can definitely get the job done uh but once you start getting to a level where efficiencies are really playing with your margins um it's worth making that little investment guys it really does pay off well and i think i think the way microfibers technology is changing very similar to the way polishers and other tool like you even said tools it, microfiber is a tool for us to use. The technology that different companies have come out with, for instance, the twisted, you know, the, the, the new twisted, uh, I don't know, most people use it as a drying towel. Have you seen that? The twisted yeah. weave towel? So yeah, Those are phenomenal. It's the one like we've been playing with back there that you love, that big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the twisted yeah. towel is incredible as a drying towel. It's crazy. So they're using their, what's really interesting is that isn't new technology. They're just hybriding it. So that technology is what you have in your Terry home towel. If you look at your home towel, it, okay. the, the yeah, fiber, you're right. the sense. fiber yeah. comes all the way out, it twists and goes back in. Hmm. And then all they've done is then made that same style twist, but using microfiber technology, which has crazy amounts of absorption and mm -hmm. boom, there's the ultimate hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a, we love it. Especially oh, like, like, at the end, like if you chamois your car or whatever, just to come over with that drying towel, stupid. Yeah. So anyway, I did that one. I'm pretty sure Tasha did uh, Mike Phillips ones and stuff like that. She was doing a lot of uh, detailing ones, the science of uh, ceramic coating, uh, whereas I was doing more business-oriented ones. So I was doing like efficiencies and dividing conquer fiber technology. So it was really cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing them at, at that? ours. Oh, so no, no. Between I, two people. I wasn't going to give them shit at all. Yeah. Oh, I am. <laughs> I, I, I was going to save it for so you to no, do. No, no, yeah. I was teeing it up by like, which ones did you go but, to? But Alan's, one, Alan's one, of my, he's one of my favorite uh, YouTubers, so I don't think he needs much help with branding and marketing. <laughs> so if you guys, if you guys are on YouTube, definitely go, definitely go uh, smash the subscribe button on Alan and AM, AMD Tells on, uh, on YouTube. Mm, nice. uh, smash. Got, uh, you got, yeah, you'll understand if you watch. Yeah. You got to do it. No, no, that's where I was like, I, I love how you took the lingo. Yeah, Nicely I did. Done. I did. I did. That's okay. community right there. That's community. Can we drink? Of course. All yeah. right. Community, we're drinking. To your that's YouTube right. channel. There you go. You know what? This whole garden stuff's not bad. It's no, not bad I at like all. It. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I like, like it, it a lot. I mean, it's, it says it is the original. 
Belgian wheat beer, which I can, I mean, after your story, I mean, I remember Ho Garden too being way back in the day. It's I think I might have, if I got posh Ho Garden here, I've got like Ho Garden. What are you looking at? Coriander and orange peel. Oh, okay. They, so technically that's called trub. So they just, they must not filter it very well. It's Naturally good. cloudy, it says. So they just yeah. don't filter it so much. It's nice, though. Oh, yeah. No, He's a cider guy. Like anyway, what, what were we talking about? We're talking about <laughs> the amazing, the amazing uh, about our, yeah. education day at Mobile Tech, and we're going to segue into Mobile Tech Vegas. Um, are you coming to Mobile Tech Vegas? No. Oh. Uh. I'm coming to Mobile Tech Orlando 2020, though. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. You'll be at SEMA, nice. though, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm are you coming a, to SEMA? No. I'm doing a crazy amount of traveling this year, so I had to really pick the events that I would get maximum value from. Mm-hmm. SEMA, I have been there. I've done it, but I did it as a small unknown. I would love to go again and do it now and get more value from it. SEMA is one of those events I 100% believe you have to go two, three, four times. Yep. And then you're going to get that maximum value from it because everyone is there. But this year we have an incredible friend of mine who's getting married on the Friday. So there's no way I can even make <laughs> one day and get back and withstand the jet lag. So this year will be a no-no for me. And then uh, if the family planning goes correct, 21 will be, 2020 will be a no-no as well. So I'm definitely doing Orlando. Family maximum planning. Value means from Orlando. Family planning now, oh, yeah? Yeah? Say what? We'll what? see. Damn. Damn. <laughs> That'll be too. I, I don't do too well at family planning. How about you, DJ? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. My numbers are getting up there. Yeah. 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 DJ needs to watch more TV. That's what he needs to do. Watch more Netflix and less chilling. <laughs> That's the problem. We, we, we Netflix and chill way too much, and I just look at her and she gets pregnant. Yeah, he's uh, he's never seen the end of a single movie on Netflix. <laughs> That's right. Or he just hasn't seen the middle, and he gets back to the end part. She she sleeps and I actually finish the rest of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Typically, she sleeps goes. out of boredom, or you like so much you put her exhaustion. To sleep. Yeah, 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 exhaustion yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. I'm glad she watches so, these. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Orlando. So, yeah, uh, I met you guys in Orlando, which is epic. I did cool things, and we took Tasha out to Orlando. So I took Tasha out to France, and the reason for that is uh, I literally left Waxdoc with Jonathan Munsell. So the epic Jonathan Munsell, president of the IDA, was uh, – Wow, just call him a douche? What do you got against the presidents yeah. of the IDA, man? I don't have – What's your deal with calling them people douches? means a different thing here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's now deleted from my brain. It's gone. Okay. So, uh, you went to France. President, uh, president of the IDA, high five. With the douche. With the douche. <laughs> he, came over, he came over to Waxdog so that he could um, basically just be the IDA at Waxdog and check out what's going on, what's the story with the UK chapter, who comes to Waxdog. So I think that's going to be a cool uh, survey report to go back about seeing if Waxdog would be a good hub for a European idea. Sure, for sure. But most likely. I mean, most I likely, yeah. And I especially so. if I you're there doing the SVs and the CD testings, like, yeah, there's a good chance of that. We could definitely MTE style it and do that, like, on the Saturday so that people could come and have, like, a dinner, a meet and greet on the Saturday so that the Sunday everyone could just enjoy the show, hang out. That's what I think would be the best thing. 
But because he was coming over for that event, we thought it's the hardest bit has been done, that crazy flight over to the UK. So can we help support two new growing chapters in Europe? So, you know, a bit of planning, a bit to a bit of throw in, and it happened. So we went straight from Waxdock into Paris and delivered uh, two days of training in Paris for the France chapter, which was really cool. That's got to be rough, man. I mean, golly, going to France, Paris to do testing, I mean, that sucks. That's terrible. Yeah, that's horrible, man. Right in the middle of uh, the hottest heat wave we've ever had. Okay, that actually does suck, but (laughs) I'm sure it's a great time. Which, by the way, in Paris, it's basically Paris holiday because everyone leaves Paris because no one wants to be in Paris at that high temperature. Is it that hot, though? Or the coast. Yeah, well, you know what it's like being hot in a built-up city. Ugh. I don't think you've been to Oklahoma. Mm. I think I need to tour America a little bit with you guys. Yeah, come on. Sold. That'd be good fun. Sold. Book a ticket now. So, yeah, we went over to France, which was super cool. So the first day I delivered some uh, Rupes content. So I delivered Rupes training, which was just like a caveat to encourage more people to come to the event so that we could also do IDA, you know, the kind of bonus and people hiring or taking me somewhere is I provide those different um, strings to the bow, if you like. So uh, you can get more value for your money if you're taking me somewhere. So that's what's really cool about uh, if anyone wants to <laughs> send an email and book me to come out and do some training, plug, plug. Um, so <laughs> I went delivered some Rupes training, which is really cool. I thought the language barrier was Hey, what's that email? Problem. Go ahead and throw it in. Say again? I said, what's that email? Go ahead and throw it in. Yeah, sure. So the guys can email the AM Details team at sales, that's S-A-L-E-S, at amdetails.co.uk, or just go to our Facebook or any of our uh, social media handles, and you'll definitely all get in touch. So, um, 4%. We, <laughs> I, was speaking to, <laughs> I was speaking to DJ earlier about it. Like, even, with, like, there was some guys, I sent him a screen grab, some guys literally could not speak a word of English. And we translated, this is what's super cool, we translated the CD into French. So even though I was delivering the content, uh, they could sit the exam in their own language, it makes it a lot easier. But when I go back, there was a gentleman that has, we have to use Skype because he cannot speak English, but Skype will translate it in French, his French into English for me. And uh, I want to pull it up on the screen because I want to do it justice. But basically, the whole time during this uh, Rupes training, he completely understood what was being taught purely through the universal language of, of detailing. He didn't have to understand what I was saying. He could see the process. He could see the efficiency. He could see it working. That's awesome. Um, and it, uh, that's what just blew my mind that, uh, you, you know, it is a universal language detailing. And it's so cool that you can literally come in. It's such a great industry to get into because you can come in with one bucket, one sponge and start hustling. <laughs> And start cleaning cars and then you can work your way up to be whatever it is you want to be from it whether it's doing what i'm doing which is training or whether it's making your own chemical line like you're doing mari or whether it's educating people to be more eco or whether it's having a big massive multi-million pound shop with 20 cars in it every day whatever you want to be in this industry you can do it yeah i mean you're exactly right that's that that is almost verbatim the video that i posted yesterday where it was like this is for our industry there's the best time to ever get in the low cost of entry is insane. Literally, Dude, DJ's like, talked about it. He started out of the back of his car. Like, 
to be able to start a business out of the back of your car and to years later grow it into a three to four vehicle, you know, company, like there's not too many industries. He smashed it, didn't he? He smashed it. Smashed it. There's not too many industries that somebody can get into without education. Okay. Like you don't have to have a degree. So at any point in your life that you desire to do something because you like to clean cars, you can literally just get into the industry and it's such an open industry and a welcoming industry and a needed industry that you can build up a That's major thing. business it's, it's out very, of it. Very, he said, so you hit it. It's very welcoming because you're not going to go to a uh, hop into plumbing out of the trunk of your car and then have this massive industry that's just welcoming you in and having these, these groups on Facebook and podcasts and events and SEMA and mobile tech for plumbers. I mean, it's just – I mean, the amount of community that you have on purpose – and the detailing industry is just amazing. I mean, you really can't get – you don't – I don't think you can get that in many other service-based industries like this. I, I would no, – I, I, I doubt I mean, it. you have yeah. to have – with plumbers, electricians, you have to have – have gone to school or some type of certificate or something in order to and actually – an apprenticeship. And ensure – you have to have like all these different of things. dollars put in. Detailing, at, literally, out of the trunk of my car with a 99 Ford Contour. Do you think that's also why there's that negative – Oh, yeah. Light on it because oh. anybody can do it? I see some detailers around here. I'm just like, dude, pull your pants up and match your clothes and maybe brush your hair. Like, you look like a bum. But, yeah, there's definitely a stigma with some detailers, that's what you're saying. But us that are professionals stand out very easily because there are those guys out there that are that are like that. So, but yeah. What's cool is they, it doesn't take much education to take them to the next level. No, it just takes personal Yeah, I was going to say. It, it, I if think they, it's super cool that it's easy to get into. It creates incredible opportunity, uh, even in a downturn. And there's a downturn. Like for me as a supplier, if we have a downturn and the banking goes bad or whatever, all these guys think, oh, I, this is an easy to get into thing. I'm going to do it. And me as a supplier, that means there's always a constant flow of brand new custom, needing chemicals, needing education, needing training. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand why people think that's a negative. Yes, I think teaching business and efficiencies and how to get the most out of it is fantastic. But I just love the raw hustle you can have with detailing. And when you go to travel and see these guys that have done the exact same, and they can't, you know, we can't even communicate it verbally. You can just tell by looking at them and you know you know yourself you can tell by looking at their hands and just by even them telling their stories in French that they've lived and hustled to where they are now these guys are nailing it over there it's incredible so as a detailer do you think it's is it, it's a, a disadvantage to not travel to events like SEMA and Mobile Tech or can you be just successful never traveling never meeting anyone other detailers suppliers manufacturers what's your take on that okay so I know my opinion, but I have, I have, I have two takes on it. The, the first one is you need to work out what it is you want. If you want to stay off grid, let's let's just make this raw. If you want to stay off grid, cash in hand, lifestyle business, do you need to do all that networking and traveling and doing whatever? No. Nah, not not if you not if your goal is to spend more time with your family and just make a quick buck. You only need five hundred pound a week. Whatever it is your your life goal is, then there's no need to do that. If you want to genuinely kind of dial in, enjoy, and grow, or 
sometimes stay mentally healthy in this game, then I think you need to at least be traveling to local events or or and not just joining a Facebook community and talking because that's just buying a keyboard. It's not chatting. It's not seeing emotion. It's not you know you need to go and meet people. And one of the best things I've ever done is 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 travel to go and meet people. Would I go and do that at SEMA? No. At SEMA, as I've said before, I think is one of those events you need to put some serious time into. You need to commit once, twice, three, four times to get maximum benefit from it, I believe. But MTE, I got a lot of that from my first visit. Now, I do have yeah. the privilege of, I was the weird guy with the dodgy accent, so people were interested. Yeah, but and no, I think it's their natural format. Uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the difference. It, you know? I think it's their specific, because we've had Sheldon on, I mean, it's specifically their format, and he's okay with being so close to SEMA and, you know, hey, we're only a month away from SEMA. Like, he said, listen, SEMA's an amazing show. We're not SEMA. Like, they are specifically different. Their education day is one of the only in the country where you can come and listen to amazing people like DJ. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, you talking uh, uh, at Vegas? Uh, Mobile Tech Vegas, yeah. Oh, I'm coming out. This is Sweet. Done, done. done. He's coming. We got him. Yes. Right. <laughs> if DJ pays. <laughs> Let me talk to my president. Yeah, he's the, he's the vice president. He can make that happen. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. So, yeah, like, for me, yeah, I think there's a definite difference. So, first-time detailer starting out, you want to just take the next little step. You want to start growing your community, doing whatever. Uh, the, or let's say you're alone in your shed and you still can't do that, then listen to podcasts like this, The Rag Company, and other podcasts, because even if you're just working – but you're listening to podcasts, we're just having a conversation. You get to feel and hear the stories of three, four detailers at a time. It just stops that loneliness of you being stuck in the shed. But to go on to the to go back onto the subject of this I think you're I think you're right. because um, yeah. we've heard a lot of people that hey, what they really enjoy about listening to the podcast is they can put their headphones in, be working on a car and get information while they're working instead of just entertaining themselves with music. So yeah, plus it's um, it's it's uh, it's like you're having a conversation, you know. Like me and DJ have this conversation a while ago about what type of podcast would I deliver if I was to do one. And I don't maybe mine would. I don't think mine would be a conversation unless I think mine would be total educational, which would then not be the same. Whereas I like these conversational style ones. I listened to you guys before I came out to MTE because uh, you know it stopped me being lonely. As crazy as that sounds, because it was two guys chatting or another person coming on chatting about detailing. Uh, so I understood your issues. I understood your points of view, whether I agreed with them or not. I could relate to them, you know. So it was like having a conversation in a pub with with fellow detailing pals. Hey, community! Community! So yeah, uh, I went to France. Oh, nice! You were cheersing. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah, uh, France was literally phenomenal, guys. We delivered Rupes content, which was multilingual, and that's where I was going with this. So check this out. This is from uh, Sebastian, who started from the bottom. Now he's here, like us. Sounds like Drake. And, uh, that's a Canadian he thing. He's now uh, Rupes Bigfoot Car Detailing Center, France South, I think. He has a detailing shop with two employees that were at the same event. Check this out. So this is it translated into English, so it's a bit funky, but this is cool. Uh, Alan, I'm following you on Facebook. 
for me, it was always impossible to be able to meet you because of the distance and also because of the huge language barrier between us. But the IDA did this. I have spent a wonderful few days with you. Thank you so much for your teachings. And I hope that we will see you very soon again in my country. Boom. Networking works. It does. Well, IDA made that happen. We make a lot of things happen, man, you know? We do. You know? <laughs> Well, and I, if, if people are concerned about why they should join the IDA, which is always what people say, I think what you just said is the reason to do it. I was trying to put it into a sentence, and I don't think you can no. easily. But if you, if I think if you completely simplify what is the IDA, I say, I say it starts the conversation. Okay. I went to Ireland and met people that I'd only ever talked to online. I was aware of, re respected, liked what they did, but for whatever reason, I was too busy. I never took the time to pick up the phone and call them or get to know them. Because of the IDA, they sent me a message going, hey, can you deliver CDSV in, in Ireland for me? And the months run into it, I got to know about three or four different people inside out before I even got there. And then once we got there, they met everyone. It was like, oh, this is what I love about it. So yeah. To your other question, I think people should at least try and make, make these events, but make the events and be outgoing. Stick a name tag on if you want. Stick I don't know an if can be as outgoing as you, though. Um, conversation, you know? I don't know if it's possible to be as outgoing as you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or a I mean, you're a little chill sure. right now. Usually it's, it's a little leveled up. But it's like, what, yeah, 9, so 9 p.m. <laughs> there? Uh, it's quarter past eight here, so not yeah. quite the funky hours of the night yet. Yeah, was it last time you had your kid or something? What was it? You were at home. Yeah, last time I was at home because the... Uh, the wifey uh, was out partying and you were... Uh, I think she'd have been working, probably. <laughs> me, and my, me and my wife are uh, pretty uh, independent business people. She's kicking ass, taking names. So nice. sometimes we have to work late. And we got a little baby boy, Jacob. I say baby boy, he's two and a half now. So the last time we were chatting, I stayed at home. He's he uh, insta-famous, too. Dude, he's, he's legit, right? Yeah. I, you know what I love? Uh, Marty's going to be cool and start doing it soon, but DJ now does Insta stories like me. I do. I had to follow you. It's your, the future. Uh, it's nice. you got to bring your kids into it. That's right. you got to tell everyone what the time is. <laughs> yeah, Jacob time. <laughs> oh, no, I took your recommendation from last time and started doing it. We started moving all of our stories over to our YouTube channel per week. Dude, I love it. Yeah, every week. Uh, Ray's been doing a great job of that, taking a week-long... Uh, of stories that are saved to the phone and make a vlog to the YouTube channel. Nice. So, yeah. And how do you feel? How do you feel that content's being absorbed by your audience? Do you think they're relating to it? I still do not even go onto YouTube, so I have no. I have zero. He's got like fourteen thousand subscribers. Has no idea. I do not have fourteen thousand like, subscribers. I probably have like two hundred. one up him. Yeah. I don't have any subscribers. Uh, I see every once in a while I get a notification that somebody from YouTube's followed the channel, but I just, you know, everybody seems to have a target. I feel like YouTube just never got, it just, me and YouTube just never, never really clicked. We didn't, I don't know. Because it takes a lot of time. Maybe. Did you find your audience? I had this conversation before, like all three of us could deliver, this, deliver the same content, the same content. Someone would hate how me and DJ deliver it and would love how you do it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not worried. I'm, I, yeah, no, no, no. I was just saying he asked the question, or you asked the question about how's it doing. Like, I literally just have no clue. I, I just don't even get on YouTube. We took your suggestion, though. It was a very great suggestion and ran with it. Nice. Yeah. That's Typical. community. That is community. That's community. I am out of beer. You are. Well, how'd you like the beer? You gonna rate it? Oh, we're ready to rate? I'm just asking. I mean, we have to talk about Are beer we rating this beer already? Twice. No, I think we were just talking about the flavor. Yeah. Uh. What's the flavor like for you? Uh, I mean, it's it's your traditional wheat, like Bavarian wheat, which they called it. You know, it's. I I like it. I've always liked uh, Whole Garden. Um, I, it's my alley. Like I don't know. This the 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 wheat beers, the wit beers, whichever you want to call it. That's is literally my favorite beer to drink. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't the type of beer I would usually pick up, but I would drink it if I seen it on top. It's nice. No. Yeah. I mean, it's it's light. I would say it's a bit lighter than, you know, Blue Moon is a Barbarian wit beer. It's definitely lighter than a Blue Moon. It's a lot lighter. Yeah. Um, it's much more crisper. So. Crispy? Mm-hmm. I could score nine. Because uh, it's, what, two o'clock and we still got work to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I still have deliveries to make after we're done. Uh-oh. Yeah, no, I'm uh -oh. good. I'm good on two. Yeah, it's a 4.9 here in the UK as well. Yeah. yeah. Nah, that's great beer. I love it. So, yeah, I like it. I would drink more of it. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the trip. <laughs> the Euro trip. So, France delivered the Rupes content, which was great. Delivered IDA content, which was insane. How we pulled that off, I have no idea. So, we CD'd seven people in the morning and then we did 19 SVs in the afternoon wow Whoa. yeah all you by yourself technically no 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 so we had well, Simon, Tasha's not uh, a RT she's so the way we made this happen is we had Simon Bolton who's uh would you believe a uh, uh, South African French guy Nice. <laughs> nice. Mm -hmm. He's originally South African, married a French lady, now lives in France. Hmm. Fra France? French. France! Goodness me. Uh, he comes over to see me quite often. He uh, Rupes trained, ID8, etc. So he's an IDA CDSV, probably the first one in France. Uh, so he's allowed to assist me in carrying out uh, SV training or SV uh, assessments, sorry. And then Tasha, as you know, She's been out to uh, Orlando, signed up by those guys, and then every single CDSV event I've done, Tasha's attended. So she knows that exam inside out. Um, so they both came and helped me. So the way we did it was in the morning, I delivered the CD. as We had four stations set up, just like MTE. So we MTE'd this thing. And then the people just moved from one station to another, and Tasha and Simon moved with them. So they already were doing, you know, like, I think they had four or five people done. By the time I was finished, CD. Um, so once I delivered the CD content, I'm the third guy, and then we just just kept going, and people just kept filling us with pizza, water, <laughs> <laughs> IVs. Yeah. yeah, just kept going. And Jonathan Munsell was there, so the guys that were waiting on their slots, uh, he was um, educating them on how they can be doing better business. What is the IDA? How can they help their chapter grow? 
what the vision for their chapter should be. So we got loads of really cool on the ground raw information from France that we can have feedback to the idea, which will hopefully help in other chapters develop it and help uh, adjust America as well. So it's cool. Yeah. So you know, being if you're in America that you decide you want to have some type of community with people from overseas, the IDA is uh, an incredible place to be a part of. Think about the ridiculous opportunities it's gave me. I'm not going to lie. I, I originally only joined the IDA because um, I wanted to get the RT status and knew it was going to be a journey to do it, so I joined to do that. And within six months of joining, I realized it was so much more than me just getting a certification. You know, uh, I got ridiculous. I'll say it right now to anyone listening to this podcast, even if you don't want to get certified, and I know that costs money and it's nice to have it, your $110 membership grants you the same privileges, permissions, and rights as me. You can join any committee. You can apply to be a board. You can start networking for $110 a year. What? What is that? You, no, $110. nothing. <laughs> what is that? 10 bucks a like, month. You could spend that. You could spend that on one horrific night out. Horrific? horrific is that a, is that a good night awesome. or a bad night? Because here, that's horrible. It's not a good night. Yeah, that's not a good night if you're having to spend that amount of money on booze for me. <laughs> Depends on where you go. Yeah, where are we going? Does that include oh. throwing some ones out? <laughs> You're big tippers in America, so that's why I probably. Oh, no, 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 I meant ones. Like... Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and not only that, Universal language for strippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it right there. <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, the universal language for titties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I have never made it rain, but I've been with a customer that gave $200 to put in a bucket and the the waitress went over and dumped it on the the girl on the stage. What? Yeah. That's dumb. (laughs) No, it's not dumb. She came over and they went back to the VIP room. That's that's dumb. <laughs> I think he enjoyed the evening for uh, 200 bucks. I'm sure he did until mm-hmm. the next guy five minutes later. So right. gross. That's what it is. That's disgusting. <laughs> hey, don't hate. Not, don't hate. That yeah. is not find some polishing material. I'll just keep popping out kids. Right there you go. <laughs> yeah. You keep watching Netflix, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud to have one baby mama, man. You should be. I am. I am proud. You're proud not. of me? Well, no, I was going to say, proud I'm, of I'm proud of having one baby mama, too, but I'm like, ah, but not that baby mama. Ah, uh, I got trapped right in the middle of it. You got awesome girls out of it, though. I did. And do. You did. <laughs> Are they still around? <laughs> <laughs> They're still <laughs> kicking, right? You still want to rim? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so, uh, yeah. hey, I wanted to, I wanted to get into a just a brief bit of the Allen knowledge, understanding, you know, kind of where you come from, gritty, building a business, step by step, growing it up. You know, what's some advice for some young guys that, you know, we talked about, it's the best time to get in the industry. There's, you, you've already said that you've got a full-blown clientele of people that are just starting and they want to hop in and they ask you questions, you know, What's some of that advice that you give those guys? Like, 
one to two steps. Like if you're starting, whether that's you're working at a place and you really want to start detailing or, you know, hey, I do it on the side and I do it just a little bit and I would love to go full time in it. Let's let's go one to two quick pointers of what you recommend for somebody that's starting out. Okay, so I recently answered this. Uh, I deliver, I do like an agony ant section in a European, uh, it's, it's global actually, a detailer magazine. So you can get it in America as well. And I, I guess a lot of people expect me to go down the route of detailing, etc. But I went down this route because these are like the three or four key things that really made a difference for me. So the first one is get insurance. <laughs> I know that sounds like, oh, great, spend money. Thanks for that. Great business tip, Alan. Woo. But realistically, people should learn in business that the insurance is probably going to be their second biggest expense apart from staff. It, it will be, um, actually. It, yeah. It is. And and it just, so, well, one, it covers you, so it gives you the peace of mind you can sleep at night. But two, it just solidifies your customer base. Uh, if you can answer that question before they even need to ask, then it's one less uh, one less struggle you have uh, when doing your sales pitch, et cetera. Um, so how many times, well, when we chase rabbits, so I mean, how many times have you been asked? Dude, every week. Really? Yep. Yep. I've been out of it for a while, right? I mean, we're not a full-blown detailing company that's oh, out we, soliciting we, customers. We get asked on a weekly basis. When we're working with large clientele, large accounts, any businesses. Okay, well, businesses, large clients. A lot, lot, of, lot of B2B. B2B, B2B they're going to ask for they're insurance. They're going to ask for insurance. Yeah. Some are going to want to be a certificate holder. And there's a group I'm in on Facebook, and they're like, hey, what's this crap this company wants me to be uh, to put them on my uh, certificate of insurance, and it's going to cost me an extra 100 bucks a month. And blah blah, this is stupid. I'm like, well, no, it's not stupid. Like, you pay an extra hundred bucks a month, cool. But the amount of money that you can make from this account, and you're pissed off over a hundred bucks a month. I mean, like, come on, you just transfer that into the detail price, and you're good to go. You're not even out of pocket. Like, so yeah, insurance is definitely that's a good one. Insurance for that's going B two B. If somebody's like, hey, I'm, I'm out of my garage. I just have people coming into my house. Why do they need? I mean, you fuck up a car. I mean, you're you're literally liable. What are you gonna do to fuck up a car? Who knows? You can be polishing a wing of a Porsche. You don't even need to. You're working on a car, and someone driving in the parking lot crashes into that car. Into your garage and crashes into the car. Some some freak accident. I mean, what do you do? Yeah, you're still gonna be insured. Yeah, hundred percent. So I don't know how it works in America. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. 100%. No, 100. In the UK, if the customer leaves the car, okay. leaves the keys Next with time. you, and walks away, <laughs> you need to be fully comprehensive insured on that car. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. 100%. So that's, uh, that's 100%. There we go. And I'm just, just, so just for the record, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, I know, totally. Okay. So that's the first one. And then the second one with you asking the question, how many people ask? The second one for me is have a sales script. So mm. that's why we don't get asked often because it's in our script. So when Eon, when Eon or whatever is doing the, when customer comes in and they're just like, yeah, it's just slipped into the conversation. Oh, by the way, uh, would you like to store the vehicle here the day before? You can, no problem. We have 24-hour CCTV. We're fully insured to have a vehicle in here, et cetera. And you've answered the customer's question before they even ask it. If you can do that, once it gets to the point where you're going, have you got any questions? They're really then going to ask the questions they want to know. Or they're going to tell you the stuff that they that's important about the car. 
rather than thinking, are you insured? How am I going to pay? You'd nail all that in your, in your, just your conversation, your sales conversation. Make that a script. You'll learn it eventually, and then you can tweak it after every customer. And when you reach that problem customer who just picked you up on one thing, then you just edit the whole script to go, boom, I'll just answer that question in my script. Now it's done. Yep. Those are great points, man. So that's my number two. Number three is uh, join your local chamber of commerce. Oh, man, or dude, something you like hit that. them all. So yeah, that's nice. That's your, that's your local business hookup. So even though it just sound like a devil's advocate, like Marty said there, even though uh, you're expecting it's just going to be full of bankers and business people and boring people using the double fingers here, uh, they're actually some of the best clients. They're going to be the busiest people in the world that don't have time for their cars. They've got higher cars. They've got lease cars. Or they're making good money and they have nice cars. And they're going to wonder who this business that never really joins a business of commerce is who cleans cars for a living. So you, they're going to want to have conversations with you. They're going to be interested with you. And it also means not only are you getting these clients if you're good at selling, that's the key point, and not only are you going to get these clients, but if you need to develop your business or even develop your, you know, get a mortgage for your own personal life, nine times out of ten, you're going to know the business manager at your bank because they go, they get paid to go to these events. So they're going to know you on a personal level. So when you walk in, you're not going to have to go, hey, I need money for my business to launch this new chemical brand. You just walk in and like, oh, thank God you finally come in to get money for that idea you told me about six months ago. Yes, we landed one of our largest accounts by me being a part of the chamber. I'm actually on the board of our chamber of commerce here. So uh, long story short, when I first joined, they're like, hey, what can we do to help you? I'm like, well, I really want to get downtown parking garages I need a contact there. Long story short, we skipped that, and we're actually working with the company that that, that manages those uh, uh, complexes downtown, but they're also the same people that manage the valley at our international airport. So now we're the sole detailer for the international airport. So for the longest time here in Tulsa, there's been one detailing provider for the airport, which is kind of a little off-site of the airport, and we actually work directly with the airport valley now, so we're offering detailing services. We've been doing that for about two years, and it's been phenomenal. But without us being a part of the Chamber of Commerce, that opportunity would have been extremely difficult to get, even if, yeah. we, if we even got it. I mean, it would have been really hard. So really, the Chamber of Commerce is about who you know, and the people at the Chamber of Commerce are who you want to know, who you need to know, because they're the ones at the very top. The, the movers and the shakers of your of your community, and they're the ones that are going to make things happen. They're not just going to the meetings and and and, yeah. and going home. I mean, they're there to make moves happen, or else they're not. I mean, they're dedicating their time to be there, so they're going to make the best out of it. So, that's a huge one. I'm, I guarantee you, everyone listening right now, there it's very rare you'll find a detailing company in your chamber of commerce right now. If you do, then they understand the value behind it. And, and if they're not there, you need to be the one to be there. And if they are there, you've just found an instant friend because they're on the same level as you. Absolutely. How many years did you go, DJ, before you got that account? It's like Alan's example to SEMA. You've got to put in. You've got to put in some years in order to reap the benefit. So I mean, I was there a couple of years before I got that. Uh, it's not no, longer. No, 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 no. I was a member of the. I was a member of the Chamber of Commerce when I became a board member is when they truly started to dig into, because I invested, I was investing time. I was on committees uh-huh. and I joined the board. That's what and I was saying. So years what, so and years you, and years. You, you can't just go pay 400 bucks a year yeah. and be a, be a member and go to the- Wait, the, 400 bucks? Yeah, 400 bucks a year here in Tulsa. Oh. 400 bucks a year to be a member. Um, and then, no, it's 225. Anyways, 
you can't just go and pay money to be a member and go to the after hour meet and greets i mean you literally have to pour in and pour in and pour in like we go and we get we try to get awards we go to the board meetings we go to this i mean we're invested so we're getting what we're putting in so would you think that somebody should invest in the better business bureau Mm. is that a thing i told them to cancel my stuff multiple times over and they won't do it for some reason they miss those emails so um, just i mean it's just, just chamber yeah i mean the better business bureau cool i just i mean i've there's we've literally gotten nothing from they we've been in business for nine years and we've gotten two people for the past nine years like i thought in the bbb you have an a plus rating well great like it's just i mean honestly my personal opinion i don't believe in it too much so multiple years Three or four before you? I was a member for three years. Let's call it three years. And then when I get when I became when I got on the board and on a committee, within the year or two is when I really started getting some traction. Really getting traction. So five years. Sure. So So would you devote five years to social marketing, developing a YouTube channel, and doing all that, or would you spend five years going to chamber meetings? Uh, different question, Marty. Different question. Yeah, so, for, for example, yeah, for example, Marty, I do both. I do YouTube, and I get why you're asking the question. You're doing it to do that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Marty has this look like. Yeah, I'm going through it. This question. I have the answer, right? So, uh, my business, I have to ask for money, and you go to see someone and say, "Hey, I've got this idea, this concept," and they have no idea who you are. It's like, what? Well, luckily. When I went to when I asked my first round of money, I was sat directly across from my bank manager, who I had known for six months because of the chamber. And the chamber isn't just that you all sit there in a meeting or have a breakfast and enjoy bacon roll and network. They also it's it's like the IDA, but for many many businesses. So they want to help you get educated. So they put on free basic of banking courses, basic of business courses, etc. And then you can pay for more advanced courses and the latest updates and stuff. But when I sat down for my first bank meeting, uh, so I wanted to use chip and pin. And to get chip and pin in the UK, you need to have a legitimate business card. And at the time, I was just working. I don't know if it translates well into America. But I was working as a sole trader. So basically, I didn't need to register a business to make money. Sole you know? proprietor, yeah. Yeah, sole proprietor. So as a sole proprietor, these chip and pin companies weren't giving me uh, uh, an account. So I just went to my bank and was like, look, I'm, I want to stay a sole proprietor, but I need a business account. And they were like, oh, hey, Alan, how's it going? So basically, we talked about what we talked about at Chamber, and it was a pure formality to sign this bit of paper because they understand what it's about. And then when I needed money uh, in a bit of a pinch, I'll put my hand up now and say, you know, I made some poor decisions in the chemical world, and uh, I needed to get some capital. I just had to go in, and I went in with a few of my chemicals saying, look, this is my concept, this is my idea. It didn't take multiple pitching or crazy amounts of books or whatever else because I knew my bank manager. I built that relationship with them of seeing them every month at the local chamber. This is that building that network, you know, building that growth. So then when you go to ask the question, they're like, done, stamped. There's the money. It's in your bank the next day. Just makes life so much easier if you can build your, your network, whether it's in detailing or in business in general. So, so you said get, both. But you got, yeah, I mean, you got hours and years that you spent off of going to a chamber and you got some accounts and you got some big account. But if those years were spent marketing in another format, do you think you would 
get results from there too, or no, why? I mean, I this is this is a chance to like twenty five grand. <laughs> why hardcore chamber and not hardcore marketing? It's just it's like it's just like Facebook and Instagram. You got to do both. Why not? I mean. Both are going to bring you. Chamber, uh, chamber isn't hardcore. Like I've been, no, I joined the member of the day. chamber, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, here's a breakfast event at a local distillery. Does this interest you? No, nah, not really. Okay, this month we're having an event here. Does this interest you on this subject? And maybe it was about um, GDPR, and you think I'm like, yeah, that interests me. So then you go to that event, you learn the free piece of content that you wanted to learn. And instead of doing it online where you sit in your room and do it with no network and you're there with people who have the same issues, the same struggles in a different business sector, uh, enjoy a cup of coffee and a bacon roll and spend an hour getting to know them and move on. And you make leads, connections, and you build that, um, you know, build that, that base to build from. Uh, I think it's a completely different style of one marketing. Uh, networking is a different style of marketing, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, networking and marketing, that, 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 completely that's, that's a good point, and you have to do both. You have to network, you have to market yeah. in, your, in your business. And like with our business, well, our chamber, we have a lot of big names, like some breweries or Marshall Breweries, one of the members of the, or one of the board members there. We've got some really big businesses. So for me, the little guy uh, at the deep sign company, Ego Green, is a big name now because I sit on a board with people that are just like, massive companies here or very very i say massive very 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 well-known companies so now i'm in the mix as well uh with that so that's that's the the networking aspect and when these people look for deep tongue services they immediately know i gotta call him or if their comp or their friend cousin mom daughter whatever mentions car detailing they immediately know eco green we're becoming a household name but through the chamber i love the yeah mm -hmm. i love the tangents we go on hey mario i have another uh, um Oh, I did have another thing on that there as well. Well, let me just know. say the reason why oh, no, I the reason why no, I, I went that hard with it, um, I I wanted you guys to explain it more than just yeah, no, I get hey, it. go to the I chamber. Like, yeah, what sure. really yeah. are you going to get out of it yeah, in the five years? Sounds boring. It's extremely totally. boring. When I went from the car wash, I plucked my eyes out. Like, yeah, well, it's yeah. still that was our chamber. I yeah. did what you just said. I did what you said, and I went for years. <laughs> So that's that's why I bring it up I to really point down that system. Like, what do you really get out of it? And can somebody invest five years of going? And what should they expect when it comes? Like Forty hours. Okay, yeah, and, and explain. That's why I keep trying to pull okay, information so, yeah. so that so you can explain it. Here's here's a month in the life. Here's a month in the life of me as a chamber. So, once a month I go to a meeting that lasts from eight to nine thirty in the morning. Uh, once a month, I lead a committee. I'm on the programs committee, and I lead a, uh, a committee. We meet at McNelly's Pub, so we have beer and appetizers for an hour and talk about the programs that the chamber puts on. So I help develop a program that the chamber has. Um, it's, called a, uh, it's called the Build Program. where you, It's a business program, essentially, where you can send your managers or employees to go and get training on uh, business and managerial skills, blah, 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 blah. There's a CEO roundtable program we have where people that own businesses can uh, sit in a confidential uh, environment with five different other CEOs and just talk about the nitty-gritty of their businesses, and it's completely confidential. But anyways, so I spend an hour and a half there, an hour and a half in the morning once a month. So that's three hours a, a month that I'm at so far. 
Um, and then there's different uh, evening meet or evening events sometimes, let's just call it maybe three a month, and those take about an hour and a half too. So we're at, I'm at maybe eight hours a month. All right, so eight hours a month over five years. Let's call years. it 10 if you're really hustling. Call it 10, 10 hours a month over five years, all right? And I think the kicker, the, the end question that I wanted to get to is should detailers go or should detailers who are business-minded go? And the reason why I said it that way is if you're just detailing cars, like not really a concern for five years down the road growing a business, but you just like cleaning cars and you're just maybe a mobile detailer, we're just cleaning cars, right? Mm -hmm. That was me. Mm -hmm. That was me. Just, I was out cleaning cars, having a blast. Having a lot of fun cleaning cars. I was growing a business, but didn't really think five years down the road. When you started going, you didn't think five years down the road I would land some massive account. Not at all. And that's the specific point that I wanted to mention. It becomes a differentiator of do I do I clean cars? Am I a detailer doing am I am I a detailer that details cars or am I a detailer who runs a business? Mm -hmm. And that's the mindset difference that I think you guys are talking about. And the reason why I had to go so hardcore with my questions is to try and break it down for the people that I talk to on a regular basis who we're just out trying to clean cars, get some cars clean, grow a business, make some money. Hey, I threw on a coating this week and man, I, I'm having a good week versus the mindset of how do I grow a business? And that goes into what you guys are talking about of why you should be a part of a chamber that has other businessmen and women. So I have a side, I have a side caveat to that. So for example, literally tomorrow, I am having a meeting with someone that without the chamber I would never know. And they are uh, the managing director for sales at a huge global company here. And the reason I'm having, uh, um, the reason I am having lunch with them tomorrow is purely to ask them, what is it like in China? What's it like to do business in China? What should I do and not do in China? Because I go to China in August. Now that person has all the answers I need because they trade and do business in there all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. And they're happy to join me for lunch. Yeah. Another example is, um, so Marty, as you know, basically I think this comes down to the nuts and bolts is maybe it's not join your chamber, but it's network. And I think the easiest thing for people to do is join the chamber because some people do not like to network with other detailers initially. Exactly. They're afraid of, they're afraid of the peer pressure. They're afraid of meeting their direct competition so in joining a chamber where generally a detailer is not there or a car cleaning business is not there then you're meeting other business professionals who by the way are being paid to be there or they're there out of their own drive to be there because they also want to help so when you have a question about tax or so even if you're just hustling away doing your cleaning you've still got to do taxes you've still got to charge money you've still got to take deposits you've still got to get a card machine 100% all the people with these answers are at these things. And if you ask the question, it starts a conversation and then they go, oh, you need a card machine? Yeah, I could do you a really good rate on that. I've got a nice BMW outside. I could skip the startup fees. And you're like, nice, I could clean that for you. Bosh. And it grows that network. Douche. Whether you want to just be a simple Bosh, that wasn't a dude. Was no, a he said Bosh. Whether you want to do yeah, like, one, the, like the guy for the heat. Whether, Is he? Yeah, whether you want to uh, do a simple um, 
simple business or grow. I never joined the chamber six years ago thinking I was going to be where I am today. Right. But in doing it, you know, and literally, I, I don't do a lot in the chamber. Like, DJ, how, how often you? you've gone to town with it? Like, with, like oh, I've no, done I'm, with the idea. I'm, like, heavily invested. Like, yeah, like the idea. Yeah, you are. Sometimes but I don't. I am literally a member. I go to the events that interest me. So imagine, uh, imagine what you've gotten out of it so far being a member and imagine if you were to go like just oh, oh dude you, you, it's dude. it's incredible but for me i'm i'm kind of in the middle of youtube for me that's not where my time needs to be invested Understand. for me my time needs to be invested in the detailing specific yep chamber yep. which is the idea yep. um yep but i do strongly believe in joining the local chamber because even if that's not your where marty's going with this it'll just start to get you into the think of it as a training ground for starting conversations because yep. people that go there network People that go there know they're going to network. People that go there are professional networkers. So if you walk in as, you know, the guy with the sticky on tag that says, Alan, I'm brand new here, no one is going to let you sit alone in a corner. Someone's going to walk over because the council members like DJ and the board members, it's their job to go and find you and make you feel welcome and start a conversation. Once you relax, start a conversation and people hear your story, they will want to work with you. Unless you have a crap story, then what are you doing in business? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so get insurance. What was the second one? Yeah, get insurance. Uh, the second one was have a sales script. It can have be a sales as simple script. as, yeah, it could be total simple, but eventually it will grow and then it will become too big and then you'll refine it. And all it is is working out what does the customer need to hear to feel comfortable about your business and what promises are you going to make that you can keep. Plus, it just helps you get rid of all the problems. So one of the biggest questions I tell people to ask in the sales process or in the handover process is, what is your biggest problem or what is your biggest peeve with this car? And if a customer turns around and says, oh, please, don't put shiny tire dressing on, and the husband's caught the rear end here, and you have an enhancement detailing, then you know that can probably be a good single stage you'll get to what they think enhancement level is. You spend an extra hour on where that scratch is, and you wipe the tires before you're finished. And then you ask them, hey, what's your favorite scent during that sales pitch? Because you just work it in there. And they're like, oh, it's cherry. And you give them a free cherry air freshener, sat on the passenger seat with a little note saying, uh, I remember that you like cherry air fresheners. We call that Now the you've just taken experience. that to the complete next <clears throat> level yep. of business with one simple conversation yep. that is actually a script. And you could teach it to the 16-year-old yep. brand-new forward-facing guy if it's a script. Yep, that's a customer experience. That's awesome. So that's Sweet. my three things. And, and the chamber. And, and the chamber being number three. network. I think it's network, but I just tell people to join the chamber because I find the that's chamber. I like that better. I like that better, though, say networking. networking. Okay, so and then the way to network would it, be it, chamber, well, would it be depends IDA, on what your end goal. Be, it depends on what your end goal is. If you're wanting to go get picked up by a company like Roops or McGuire's or whatever, then you want to go, you're going to want to go network at SEMA. You're going to want to go network Dude, at I did MTE. That. You're going to want so to go network at Waxdock. You want to hear my Rupes story? <laughs> I did that. Like, literally, I went to Waxdock and went, hey, I'm Alan, I make YouTube videos. Yeah. And the UK team looked at me politely and went, gee, that's nice. And you can guarantee when I walked away, they went, who the hell is that guy? Yeah. And then I made sure I was at Autosport and I went back up like, hey dudes, how you doing? Remember me? And they were like, we do. You're the weird guy that makes YouTube videos. What's that all about? Oh, so yeah. I just talked to them about what I do, what's going on, shot a video, put it online. They paid attention. Next time at Waxstock, I was like, hey guys, what's going on? Can I play with this new bit of kit? And literally, as Mike Phillips is on the stage at Waxstock, 
I picked up the Millie when it launched on Rupes, and out of nowhere, it went four deep with people because, you know, nothing against Rupes salespeople, but they're salespeople. They pick up the machine, they do the standard stuff. I was a detailer picking up the Millie for the first time, just literally stood there going, what does this pad do? What does this polish do? Can it do this? Can it take that out? And I was sat there, like, scratching this bonnet up with 2,000 grit and stuff, and we were four deep with people, and that made Rupes go, who is this guy? What's going on here? But it's because I networked. I made sure I was in front of the people I wanted to be in front of, and I was my true, natural self in front of them, which is a bit quirky, and I get people don't get it from the start. <laughs> you know, not everyone's there to like me, but I hustled. They eventually worked out who I was, and they seen value, and here I am today, nice training man. for them. Yeah, and let, let me go back and clarify. A lot of those questions wasn't a personal oh, thing. Dude, totally, it was to 100%. get more information yeah. out of you guys to explain it a yeah. little bit further. Yeah, and now I think uh, your audience definitely get it. Yeah. So I need to maybe word my three better. But yeah, it's no, they were spot insurance. on. I mean, no, they were they were literally spot on. Do yeah. the sales pitch, and then you're gonna get out your unit, get out of your mobile shed, oh, and dude. don't just network with your customers. Go yep. and network with like-minded people, other self-employed people, personal development, business people. Love it. All right, Alan. I know you're not a beer drinker at all. What do you uh, rate this beer on a scale from one to five? Okay, DJ, so you suggested it. I am not a bottled beer drinker, etc. But you know what? If me and you were in a pub and there was whole garden there, I would definitely say two whole gardens just so we could share this family. Can I have the sloppy seconds? Can I have the sloppy seconds? What I mean by that is, so I'll be legit. Like, So I have Crohn's disease, and sometimes if I eat too much wheat or really bad, you know, not bad, but more of your deeper, darker craft beers, your more quirky craft beers, they, they upset my tummy a bit, but I, I've smashed, this is a 750ml big bottle. You the big one. So I've drank that over, what, an hour and a half, and I don't feel bloated. You're I've got welcome. a nice taste in my mouth. It was nice and refreshing. I'm glad I can put a nice taste in your mouth. <laughs> Damn right. From 5,000 miles away. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at that. Uh, you guys need to go chill. We're I gotta go. go do some deliveries. Hey, it's three p.m. in the U.S. right now. I gotta I get back on that car. You yeah. need to Netflix and chill. We're not chilling. Hey, uh, Alan, where can people? Uh, <laughs> well, we need to rate it. Oh, I'm going. Oh yeah, I'm gonna give this. Okay, so oh, sorry. it's not the type of beer I would drink, but I'm gonna give it a solid four. Oh, nice. Sweet. I'm gonna go four or five. Uh, and I'm gonna stay with Alan. And go four. So you yeah, guys, it's a good beer. You guys Netflix and chilling, or am I just going to... You're going to record. Okay. That works. Sweet. Where's the camera? Guys, thank you so much for having me on the show again. That was incredible. Yeah, definitely. Uh, where can people find you at on IG, YouTube, Facebook? Where do you want people to find you so at? So basically, if you want to find me, I'm usually A. Medcraft. That's A, then Medcraft, or Alan.Medcraft. If you want to find the business... Just look for AM details where I would Everywhere. like to say we're pretty good at the media and we're pretty much on the mall. Yeah, definitely. On the mall? Definitely subscribe to your YouTube channel. That's a, you've got a good channel on there too, man. Thank you very much, dude. Yeah, the, the channel it has definitely changed over the past few years, so we have a large following. But it's a, it's a very good, uh, I'm going to say it, the AM details community does kick ass. It really does. And there is a Facebook group, so if you want to learn more about me, the best place to get me and learn more about me and detailing is facebook.amdetails.co.uk and it'll 
take you to my Facebook group, answer the three questions, and literally the entire team are in there, and you really get to know us personally and help us decide big decisions at this brand, like what's the next chemical, what should the label look like, where should we come and see you? So if you want to influence what we do, come check us out there. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Thank can you. find us, the podcast, at Pines Polishing on IG. Marshall. Pines Polishing Podcast. Pines and what's your personal uh, personal is at DJ Patterson or at Eco Dream MD if you want to follow what we do as a business and uh, we are at Total Auto Solutions or Marty Oil Fields I think is that right yep. something like that yep. yep Alan man awesome content hour and 20 minutes of really some great discussion like you said what we think that has happened with um the community of the podcast and the different Sweet. people that come on is is like you said it's, it's like you're sitting at a bar having some beers talking about detailing and that's that's really what we wanted so i'm really glad you said that man thanks i appreciate that thanks dude dude i want i could literally do this every week i haven't even talked about norway which was another segment on that trip and again it was just phenomenal so please if your audience are happy then tweet these guys instagram these guys say we want him back and i will happily come back see you next week we'll talk to you soon man alan thanks bro we'll see you soon what's going on guys this is sarah mermaid detailer with auto wash co out in denver colorado i'm here today to give you guys a few environmental tips while detailing or running your detailing business first corks instead of throwing those away or attempting to recycle them, those are actually an awesome, awesome tool to use to get micro marring and scratches out of glass. This does help dramatically if you're applying any sort of coating or uh, wax to a front and back windshield. You want to try and get as much of those mars and scratches out that you can. Or if you're doing a windshield repair, cork is an awesome tool to help with that as well. So make sure to reuse your corks and once you're done, clean them off, then go ahead and recycle them. Donating your microfiber towels when you're done using them is an awesome thing to do. So instead of throwing away microfiber towels that you can no longer use for your business, go ahead, clean them, and donate them to either a homeless shelter or a pet shelter. I promise you will make a huge difference in somebody's life.